Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This week's episode is 235. In our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships, views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we present Blood is Love to Me, the Life of a Bloody Masochist. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for loads of information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your hosts, Woody and the Beast. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Sitting next to me is the Beast. Hey, Woody, it's been a while since I've been in this chair. Well, you know, thanks for coming by and warming it up tonight. Uh, it is a Good, a good chair. But I'm bringing a great guest with me. Who did you bring with you? Well, I, metaphysically speaking, she's way up in the Northlands, Woody. She's up in Detroit. But we are blessed to have Alicia Bloodwind with us today. Cool. Hi, Alicia. Hello. Alicia, you are a bit of a fat icon to many. You are one rough masochist. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did that come from? I think I was mostly just born a masochist. It's something really at every point in my life I think I have known. Playing hard has certainly been an interest to me as long as I've been in S&M. It's always been about kind of doing it the hardest, kind of just to get the most out of the experience, I think. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I have been in the BDSM community pretty seriously for about five years. I was kind of doing it privately a couple years earlier. Wow. So, so, so you have seen, seen some, some things in, 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 in that time and you have been seen and you spilled more than a little blood. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for our listeners that want to see the blood, they can go to FetLife to, Blood is love to me, and that's uh, will lead you to Alicia's uh, fat fat page. And how did the when when did you spill your first drop of blood in a play, purposely? Probably mostly with my master. I would say was when we started focusing on doing really hard beatings that would result in a lot of blood. And the first public play party I ever went to. We did a bloody caning. It was pretty much just caning my ass till there was just blood all over the place. And that was pretty much just how I was introduced to the scene. Now, do you uh, do some uh, Dexter-like preparation for the area to keep the blood uh, under control? Uh, generally, it's done in a shower if it's going to be a very bloody scene. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and listeners, I, I want to remind you, these aren't just simple needle, needle scenes. These are, these are scenes that uh, involve, uh, whip, whippings and beatings often to, to get the blood flowing. This is really intense stuff. So how did you discover that, that you could go to these places? Really from the beginning, from, I think I actually started out probably harder than I am now because I've always kind of made it Sort of like a competition, maybe, 
that I'm just not going to give up at any point, and I'll pretty much go till they want me to stop. So your will is stronger. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of it just boils down to having the will to do it. Well, in a couple of your videos on FetLife, you're being nailed to a board. Yes, I've done that many times. Um, tell me how that feels. Uh, what kind of intensity is that? Uh, the nailing is actually, it depends on sort of where you're nailing. But actually, the, it's more of a fear than horrible pain, I would say. It's more something that you think is going to be just terrible. So like when he's showing the nail off to the camera, yeah. that, that's that's the run-up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, at least the nailings we've done, we have more planned that might be more intense. But hmm. Actually, I find the hammer, with the hammer, it goes right in. It's actually going in is pretty easy, but taking them out is more painful. Oh, taking them out is more painful. What ups the pain level? Is it the the mechanics of it or the fact they've been in, in so long? Or? Well, he tries to make it hurt more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. He's a man after my own heart, for a, sure. A true sadist. How wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what body parts have been nailed so far? Uh, we have done uh, several cunt nailings and several tit nailings. So the labia have been nailed. Yes. And then we also would suspend weight from it, too. Oh, my. Hmm. So you have the board, you nail it, and then you hang weight from the board. Uh, Yep. We have more like a wooden rod thing inserted in and nailed down. And then actually what we did was tit suspension and then also weight from the nails. So you have been suspended by your breast? Yep, several times. And what is that one like? That actually, I normally consider that to be one of the most painful ones. I could imagine. It's in your face, intense pain, just unstopping. Listeners, Alicia is a thin girl. She is she is not a she is not a large woman at 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 all, and and still that painful. Yeah. Uh, where is the pain at? Is it the muscles being pulled or? Yeah, most just feels like your tits are being ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> and and where do you go during these experiences? I find that I think I tend to get drawn towards my master. I tend to start talking to him and looking at him a lot. And that kind of, I think, kind of eases me through it, mostly. So you are present for the pain. You you aren't one of these people that get high on the endorphins and stop feeling it? For me, I think I can kind of come in and out of it. I think that's one of the things about me. I can go to that place and then come back, I think. It's a return jarring or? No, not no, that no, no. The blood we see in your pictures, and some of them are quite intense. If what's a recovery period after after a a play like that? For me, I tend to heal very quickly, and that's one thing about me that's kind of uncommon is none of it really stays that long. I find it depends where on the body 
where uh, how long it stays. But for me, even if I do a really intense feeding, maybe two weeks it will be there. Wow. Wow. Um, and how much blood is spilled? Do, uh, I, I, I know blood looks a lot more like there's a lot more of it than actually there is. Um, is, is, is there any uh, recovery from that? No, uh, most of the time, if there's a huge amount of blood in my pictures, it is normally drawn through the vein. If I can find someone that is a phlebotomist, that's one thing I like to do is just draw the blood. And it doesn't take that much. You can draw a couple milliliters, and then I just do a scene with that, with that poured on me, and it just looks crazy. But it's incredibly easy. <laughs> I actually sat sat through a class uh, at a conference once where the uh, top was a phlebotomist, and she tapped the vein on her partner and proceeded to do art with the blood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she and she did and she did all this incredible uh, finger finger drawing and some brush strokes and and these original art art artworks with his blood and and there was seemingly a whole lot but it was far far less than even a unit of blood that you might give at a blood drive yeah it's very little um what about your audience you do you you do some of these plays as has performance and what's the audience take on it I play, uh, my favorite club to play at is Club Ascension, which is in the Metro Detroit area. And I think sometimes it's like being surrounded by friends when you're playing, really. They can kind of be nice. And like the audience can kind of add energy to it. And it's quite a different experience, but it can it can almost be better, I think, to do it publicly. Well, that's the exhibitionist in you talking. Yeah, I surprise you. And you are a bit of an expositionist. Um, you have done several other uh, forms of pain, not just blood. I believe I saw something with a with a hot iron or blowtorch. Yeah, it was like a gas powered soldering iron. Yeah. Uh, what's your experiences with 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 the heat sensations? I have found that lately, I think being burned is probably one of my new favorite feelings. Uh, we have done, I have three microbrands, which is what that soldering gun is. It's more of a temporary thing. We've gone over them over and over again. Uh, but we're planning more uh, with branding. And I've done cigar burns, which I really like too. Let's talk about infection control and things like that. Are, do, do you do any preparation or post-care? Yes. It mostly depends what, but definitely when I did the cigar burns, something like that, I definitely found needed aftercare. And my master normally preps it before. But for the most part, most of it doesn't need a whole lot of aftercare. But I found you know something like cutting or burning you might need to do that. Your first cigar burn, it's it's a big object burning at a high temperature, and we've talked to be afraid of it, and the movies have made it into a horrible uh, thing to be touched to your skin. 
What was your headspace that first time? I think I just was curious. It's like sometimes it's like I mostly just want to try it and I want to feel different types of pain. And I think sometimes the curiosity can kind of overpower the fear that you just want to feel it. You want to feel what the pain's like. You are a strangely warred woman. <laughs> I say that with the, with, with the utmost respect. I notice you have some pictures uh, with blood on your head. What, what is that about? Uh, that is another one of the blood draw scenes. Uh, just the blood was drawn, then poured on my head. Ah, just dripping on you. Okay. And you also have a picture of a, a device. It looks like a, a scrub brush, but it looks like it has blades in it uh, of some sort. Yes, that's the Weapon X. Uh, I have more scenes of that coming up. Uh, it's basically another blood scene. It's uh, a paddle with metal spikes, basically. And it doesn't take very many hits, and there's just blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's been a fun thing. They, they almost look like scalpel tips on it. Yeah, and they are very sharp. It mm-hmm. definitely cuts right in. When you do your public scenes, there are always going to be new people in the in in, in the space with you. Uh, do people come up afterwards and and fear for your safety or your sanity? A very long time ago, in the beginning, I definitely got a lot of that, and it was very frustrating for a very long time having a lot of people, you know, worry. And I always found it kind of insulting, you know. It's like I'm fine. I think that at this point, maybe people just kind of know who I am. It seems like. That stopped a lot. And in a way, the censorship kind of also helps with things like that. So at least people who feel negatively about harder pictures don't really see them. And it's not so much conflict like that. Just perusing your profile, you're a very complicated person relationship-wise. I see you have your own bottoms. Yes, it's something I've been trying and and how does that switch flipping go? It's kind of a difficult process for me, but I'm trying bit by bit. I find, if anything, I enjoy kind of more of a princess side, kind of more of like an opposite to the masochism, like not so much the hard, but kind of more of like a soft and nice and kind of aspect, I think, something I enjoy more. They can serve you then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing. I, I want to say something to our listeners on this. This is not a a beginner type play that you're doing. This is varsity level play. To go in and just uh, bleed a lot in a public play space. Uh, do your homework first, folks. Also, respect your 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 play space, and be sure you can control what what what's what's going to flow. Uh, because the housekeeping does not like cleaning up blood spills. There are some public play spaces that do not allow blood play mm-hmm. because of uh, pathogens and what have you. You have a uh, you have a master, you but you have other relationships. So you're poly also. Yes. You are an incredibly complex woman. I know. <laughs> um, how do you keep it all going? Because uh, you must have a real life also. Do you do have a a day job? No. Okay. I read in that. 
Okay. So um, I'm just wondering how you would, uh, when you go out in public uh, after these scenes, what people might 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 think of when, when they see you. Well, I learned over time that to just do it in places you can hide. And so I can go out and pretty much have a normal life apart from maybe going swimming. But for the most part, you can wear a pair of jeans or something. You're fine. So you learned uh, not to, to show your marks, I take it, then. Did you ever yeah. have, have having awkward encounters? Yes. Uh, initially, in the beginning, I would do things like get hit in the face. And, you know, then you have to deal with, you know, not going in public because you have bruises on your face. And my master doesn't do that kind of thing. And I think it's it makes it a lot easier if you can just keep them hidden. So, uh, yeah, facial facial beatings is is a very taboo area, even in the in the lifestyle, and it's starts bleeding over to the domestic violence and 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 all all the non consensual areas. So that must have been a very awkward situation. Not really. It, it mostly just started out as you know having sex, and he would hit me in the face, and that was initially how I started getting hit. And, but, you know, it just it's very easy to get a black eye. Someone clips your eye with the finger, you get a black eye. So it was more just kind of how it started. And I kind of, you know, kind of not my thing so much anymore. But How many uh, hospital runs have you done? None. I have never been injured in any way, really. Well. Wow. She has a plastic body. Apparently. Yeah. Very easily. What is something that is on the near future for you to explore? Coming up, I have a few of the Weapon X scenes planned. Uh, That's the metal spike paddle. And I've been having a fun time kind of buying clothes that I can, like, cover in blood using that thing. (laughs) You are, you're the consummate show woman. Yes, you are. Well, it's an exhibitionist streak running wild. We need to drag her to the south to unsettle some things down here, mix things up a bit. You know, what is what is the ultimate scene that 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 that's in the back of your head that you're just trying to figure out how to make it happen and sock yourself up for it? You know, even in terms of ideas I can come up with, I'm pretty out. Uh, but it's really amazing how many my master can come up with. <laughs> and what are some of his? The next one coming up, he is supposed to be a secret because he doesn't want me to reveal it yet. Okay. So you're saying that, that you're open to most anything that can be cooked up if it sounds like that you can survive it? Yes, for the most part. And I think that it's mostly the relationship with my master. And I very much trust him and... He is, we've done an amazing amount of things together and I've felt safe and he's never done anything slightly damaging. So pretty much anything he wants to do, I'm pretty much is okay. You know, should be interesting. I'll be okay. Damaging your play toys is tough because you don't get to play with them then. Exactly. You don't want to do that. 
how would you characterize your your relationship? Are you a slave, a submissive, a bottom? I'm mostly I mostly consider us to have more of a sadist and masochist relationship. If I was going to categorize it, I don't really have a submissive personality, which he would like, but I really just don't. It's the enduring challenges that you do. Yes, yeah. So more what we do is just do pain, you know. And it's something that we both really enjoy, and it's something that has kept us together a very long time and it's a very big common interest and the rest of your poly uh relationships do some of them balance uh, other parts of your life yes i also have achilles who is sort of he helps with kind of my lighter side he is more of my photographer he come he normally will help take pictures of the scenes and it's more like we just go out, you know, have dinner, have a nice time, stuff like that. You have uh, the full array of people in your in your life. Literally the princess. Yes, ideally. <laughs> I still want to get married and have kids, which I've found finding someone to really marry when I have all this stuff already is certainly a big challenge. You have a full plate. Yes, 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 that you do. Um, um, so the white picket fence? Yep, I literally have one in my house. Oh, you already mm-hmm. got the white picket fence. Yep. You just need to She's going to be nailed to it. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and childbirth will be natural? I imagine so. <laughs> without drugs, without anything, just go for it. I get you. Yeah, I have talked to a couple of masochists that actually orgasmed during labor and delivery. They they said they were some of the best ones they've ever had. Okay. Yes, I know some interesting people. Yes, you do. Yes, some very depraved women indeed. Like our guest, I would dare say she's depraved. I dare say you are. <laughs> thank you, yes. thank you, thank you, thank we you. We finally figured it out. In the future, you got a secret a secret scene coming up, and more experiences with the um, with what was the toy called again? Um, Weapon X. Weapon X. Weapon X. And maybe we'll come across you at an event sometime because I would love to watch what happens because uh, I I really like masochists that stay present for the pain. It's mm-hmm. uh, and instead of zoning zoning out. Early on, how verbal are you? I'm fairly verbal. Uh, it tends to help me. Like if he uh, blindfolds me and gags me, it becomes extremely hard. <laughs> but I tend to I tend to talk to him quite a bit. Do you scream pro- profanities? Not really. Most <laughs> I'm kind of known for if it really hurts, I say ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, you are wired strangely, girl. <laughs> you are wired strangely. She is wired just like it says masochist in the dictionary. For your for your time, Alicia. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been most informative. I'm, I'm you know, a lot of people see pictures of uh, blood and things in the in the different uh, kinky uh, social uh, sites, but. Uh, you really bring it to a different level. That's uh, impressive. Thank you. And uh, we hope our, our paths cross. 
Listeners, we've been with uh, Blood is Love to Me from Detroit, and go and check out her on the Betla. All right. Beast, thank you very much, and we will talk to our audience next week. You have been listening to episode 235 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. Join us next week when we present Housewife in Heat and Her Boy on Living a Public BBC Cuckold Relationship in Middle America. 